money is a tool um, that can be used. And when we have a good relationship with money, uh, we're actually going to be able to use that tool to do a lot of good and help people and and also have fun, right? To, to enjoy your life, you're going to need a certain amount of money. And believe it or not, that's actually kind of okay. Uh, it's actually okay to enjoy your life. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today, the Digital Rabbi Podcast. My name is Sats, your host. It's great to be hanging out. I hope you've had a nice week and uh, I'm feeling kind of, you know, when you kind of got that tired but wired sort of feeling. I'm still recovering from what was an amazing few days um, at a conference, C3 Europe conference in Alicante in Spain, which was, I got to say, first things first, how great is it just to, to go and catch the sunshine? Like, the temperature is dropping here in the UK. It's feeling pretty chill. And then you kind of come off the plane and it's like, ah, oh, this is nice. So we got in a little bit of uh, beach time, uh, got in some social time uh, and uh, just a really rewarding few days. Uh, but you can feel... Uh, even though you're having so much fun, you're still kind of uh, tired. And so just getting back into the routine, uh, the rhythms of life and uh, allowing your body space to to rest is, is a really good thing. And um, I really want to talk about rest in this episode. And I've titled it, Rest is Not an Option. Uh, and that's simply because... You, Rest is going to find you whether you like it or not. <laughs> and uh, you're going to have to stop at some point in your life and best to be in control of when you stop rather than uh, your experience being that you are having to be stopped. And a lot of people um, in our world are burning out or traveling towards burnout. A lot of people are um, handling pressure in a really unhealthy way. They've got an unhealthy work-life balance and all that kind of stuff. And we know all about it and we, we think, oh, that's not me. I'm, I'm kind of fine. Uh, but it always amazes me that it's, it's always the high-capacity people who get taken out. Um, it's always the people who have got a large capacity. They're, they're, they're often intelligent. You know, they're, they're on it. They, their experience of life is that they, they can solve every problem by just working a bit harder or just giving it more of their attention. And that's exactly the sort of uh, attitude that actually leads you to a place of uh, perhaps uh, not so good. So I want to just talk about rest um, for a little bit. And, and really, this has been a journey for me um, because I am that person. I am that high capacity person who breaks through. Uh, I have a breakthrough spirit. I have an ability to just keep going. And it's a gift. It's a gift to the world. And if that's how you're wired, I want to celebrate you. It's awesome. We need people to push through. And uh, it is a gift to the world. But we also need to understand that we have limits. And um, I've never personally traveled, uh, you know, I've, I've never experienced burnout in totality, but I have traveled towards it. Um, I understand some of the signs because I've seen some of my friends uh, burn out. Um, and I've seen people around me um, just not do too great. And uh, I'm just really grateful to God that I've been able to correct some of those habits and rhythms in my life and really focus um, on rest. So rest is not an option. Rest is essential uh, to our lives. And, and, and if, if you're a bit more sort of materially wired, uh, let me just encourage you that, that having a good habit of rest in your life will actually make you more productive. It will actually make you more money and it will actually create um, you know, longevity and sustainability um, in your life. So it's, it's not like we've got to sacrifice to have rest and like, oh no, my life is going to be smaller. It's not going to be as awesome. It's like, actually, no, the opposite is true. 
There are studies that show, I think it's around maybe after 50 hours of working in the week, it's not even that much, you start to see diminishing returns very quickly. And every hour you work over that, actually, you're not getting any more done. Um, And so there's loads and loads of studies on this. I think I read about this first in a book by Michael Hyatt called Free to Focus. Uh, Great book. And uh, he goes into some of that. And um, we know it to be true. And yet somehow we feel like, uh, I'm I'm an exception to the rule. (laughs) And you may be an exception to the rule temporarily but I promise you the rule is coming. So, uh, um, hey, uh, last week we got we got sent all of the photos from a conference and someone sent us like a, a Google Drive link. And what, what do you do when you see a photo, uh, you know, the photos from an event, you're scrolling through and you're, you're looking to see if, you, if you've made it into any of the photos. And, and uh, it just got me thinking because uh, one of the things I've been sharing on the podcast is this great um, digital product called Capture Collab. And what's so cool about that as a photographer or a church or whatever context you're in is when you upload your photos, it's really easy to share them. Um, but uh, also you can tag those photos. So what happens is, you know, a year later or when you're sharing it with people and they want to look for, let's say, particular people or, uh, or you know, you're doing like a design project and you need to find, you know, something with a particular person in it. Well, um, you you can actually just search via the tags that you've originally set uh, with Capture Collab. So it's basically like a Dropbox or a Google Drive, but much, much more intelligent. It's going to save you a lot of time. So I'd really encourage you to go check it out. Um, you can go to CaptureCollab.com. And that's CaptureCollab.com. And you can use the coupon code SATS, S-A-T-S, that's my name, and you will actually get 10% off. So that's pretty cool um, as well. So let's dive in right now and talk a bit more deeply about rest. And, and I've really been thinking about this because, you know, as an entrepreneur and uh, as someone who's creative, I, I like to be inspired, right? So what am, what am I doing? I'm, I'm following people on Instagram who inspire me, who maybe I feel are a few steps ahead of me. Maybe they're, uh, they seem to have more followers on Instagram, or maybe it seems that they're making more money, or they've got a larger team, whatever it is. I'll have been inspired by these people. And, and um, one of the things I've realized, though, is that when, when you've got so many people around you who seem to be doing better than you, because that, that's how you want to do it. No one wants to follow someone who's doing worse than you. That's not going to encourage you. It's not going to inspire you. I want to learn. I want to grow. And so uh, we've got all these people around us seem to be doing so well. And it just sort of suddenly struck me that you never really know how a person is doing it internally in their soul. And all of the metrics of fruitfulness can be there it doesn't necessarily mean that that fruit will actually remain. And that's one of the characteristics of being a follower of Jesus is that if, if we're actually doing a good job of that, the fruit that we produce will actually remain. It will stay and will have longevity in our lives. And so I've become aware that some of the people that I follow and look to and sort of almost admire, I just kind of realized like, actually, I'm seeing some things that aren't too healthy. I'm seeing some pastors that I follow who are sort of big names. I'm thinking, I'm just not so sure. Some of the things they're saying, uh, I'm inspired by it. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm seeing, um, you know, health. I'm seeing people sometimes who are just working all the time. And that's how they get their edge. That's how they achieve. But I look at my life and I ask myself the question, is that really how I want to live my life? Is that really sustainable? And so uh, so often we're seeing people who are succeeding by all of the usual metrics, but actually they're not succeeding. Actually, they, they are on an inevitable pathway to um, burnout or simply just not being able to sustain this level of growth. And, um, or, or perhaps um, it leads us to a place where we're tempted to cut corners 
and uh, we lose integrity and um, you know maybe we don't treat people the way that we should treat them and that's one of the things that can happen when we're living at a pace that is unsustainable is we have to take corners uh, somewhere and, and and so I want to just encourage us today around this conversation on rest and I want to perhaps remind you and maybe you're someone who is trying to pay attention already to your soul and sometimes that feels like a um, you know, like like it's an unfair disadvantage. You're here trying to be healthy. You're here trying to, ha- uh, you know, have a great family life. You're here trying to be there for your children. You know, everyone else just seems to be sacrificing all those things and going for it. And and it can feel like a disadvantage, but I want to remind you and encourage you that, that true success, it, it, it doesn't matter if you succeed for a couple of years or succeed for five or 10 years, if like year 20, you're done for. Or, or perhaps the scenario I, I feel like I see a lot is is people achieve everything. They've got all of the followers and all of the money and, and yet they're actually deeply dissatisfied in their soul. It's never enough. The Bible talks about uh, the love of money. And I, and I think, you know, sometimes we do need to correct our relationship with money. You know, sometimes people are just almost afraid of money. It's seen to, to be poor is to be holy. And that is just not actually true. Um, just as much as it's not true that to be rich is to holy. Neither is true. Money is a tool um, that can be used. And when we have a good relationship with money, uh, we're actually going to be able to use that tool to do a lot of good and help people and and also have fun, right? To, to enjoy your life, you're going to need a certain amount of money. And believe it or not, that's actually kind of okay. Uh, it's actually okay to enjoy your life. And one of the primary reasons God created you is because he want, wanted you to share in his happiness, you know, it's not like God needs us. You know, you thought about this sometimes when we're in worship and, you know, it kind of feels like we need to pat God on the back and like, oh, you're okay. He's not a depressed God. <laughs> he's totally self-sufficient. You know, he's he's cool. You know, but what happens is actually out of that overflow of who he is, he just simply wants to share all of his joy, all of his love, peace, goodness, resource, the the, the, the cool stuff we can do with money. So, so, so money isn't bad in itself, but the problem is when we start to pursue money in an unhealthy way. That's what the Bible refers to as the love of money. When, when money becomes central in our lives, when it becomes the thing that we live for. And, 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 and so we, we can see that many people in the world are, are living like this and they perhaps tap into the mindset, which is, well, you know, when, when I just have a little bit more, when I just finish this project, uh, when I just kind of get through this season, then I'm going to pull things back and I'm going to rest. Or maybe, hey, I'm just going to work really hard until I hit 30 and then I'm going to be a millionaire and then I'm going to retire. Like how many times have we heard people say that? And of course it doesn't work because what happens is there's always just something more. There's always just something more. There's a state of unrest that people sometimes who are very wealthy actually live in because they've sacrificed everything internally to accomplish these goals. And that is not where we want to be. In fact, fact, the tagline that I've kind of recently stumbled upon for the digital rabbi is, you know, I want to create cool stuff. I want to make money. I want to rest and I want to repeat. You know, I I don't just want to make money. I want to, I want to have fun doing it. I want to create cool stuff that I'm interested in, but I don't just want to do that. I want to rest. I want to, I want to have peace in my life. And then I want to keep this thing going. You know, I don't want to just have one hit. I don't just want to have one project. I don't just want to have one thing. I, I want to get to enjoy just the longevity and the sustainability. And that, that only happens when we understand how, how we can be people of rest. You see, here's the really key thing to understand about rest is that rest is, is not something you can attain or something you can work for. 
You know, sometimes we might feel, well, when I've finished all this stuff and if I've done all my work, then I can rest. Actually, what we find in the Bible is is the opposite. It's like, no, you're just going to rest anyway. <laughs> rest is not something you can work for, even though there might be some practical things we need to do. You've got to finish the deadlines and so on. But rest is something, actually, it's a gift. It's a gift from God of something that we receive, regardless of if we've earned it or deserved it, we simply stop. And of course, this is modeled on God himself in creation, six days he's working, the seventh day he stops, he rests, he enjoys his work. So so rest is not simply about doing nothing. It can also be active. You might think, well, rest for me is, you know, going hiking or I don't know, I'm trying to think of something active. And that's cool. But 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 understand that it's not simply about a lack of activity, but it is about a lack of work. Um I heard something uh, from Carrie Newhoff that really helped me understand the difference between what is work and what is a hobby. Because chances are when you're a creative person, often it's your hobbies that you actually end up doing for work. You know, so, uh, you know, I got into a lot of creative things and design for fun. I was designing for fun. I was making things, you know, and and then now, you know, I've, I've been, able, been able to do some of that and been fortunate to be able to work with some cool people and design stuff for them and actually get paid for it. And, and so, you know, when I think of this podcast, I mean, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's also part of my business. You know, I'm creating trust and authority and, but I kind of enjoy it. Like I, I love it. It's, it's, it's fun, you know? And so um, you, the balance there is, is really this. Uh, and this is what Kerry Newhoff says. He, he says, you know, a, a, a job is something you get paid to do, but a hobby is something that you pay to do. So that, I think that's a really helpful distinction and it's one that I, I think about when I'm on my rest day, my Sabbath day. For me, that's um, you know Saturday. It's Friday evening all the way through to Saturday evening because as a pastor, Sundays is pretty busy. That's a day of work for me. So I want to make sure I got that in uh, on a different time. So that's when we do it. I don't think it matters too much exactly when you do it, as long as you do it. <laughs> it's the principle. Jesus says, hey, the Sabbath is, 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 is made for men. You know, it's not that man is made for the Sabbath. It's the other way around. So, so rest is a gift from God for, for us to um, enjoy. And, and in, in that day of rest, we stop and we enjoy and we acknowledge, wow, this whole thing is a gift, isn't it? Everything we've got, all of our gifts and, you know, everything's a gift. All of our talents, our skills, the time that we have, the energy that we have, the money that we have. It's, it's all this beautiful, wonderful gift. And we're going to stop and we're going to properly acknowledge God and thank him for everything that we have. You know, no one's ever truly made anything. Have, have you thought about that? You know, we always talk about discovering electricity. Oh, wow. No, then we created this. It's like, no, 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 we, we didn't create it. We just simply discovered that it exists, you know, like mathematics. It's like no one, no one created the formulas, what God did, but, but, but actually we discovered what they were. We observed them. And it's the same with money. You know, it's the same with resource, it's the same with gold or trees or whatever we want to uh, attach um, our, our currency to. All of those things have not been created by us, but we get to enjoy them and steward them and turn them into something else. So rest is not something that we attain or work for. Rest is about the internal state of being that we occupy, where we, we feel like we can rest. And, and truthfully, the only way we can rest is when we understand that God is on the throne. That's what gives us rest because we understand that whilst you sleep and whilst you stop, it's going to be okay. You can only really have that confidence in something external to yourself. If, if all of your confidence is in you and your ability to create and your ability to do X, Y, Z, 
Well, no wonder you're stressed out when you stop. No wonder you find it so hard to take a day off. It's because everything relies on you. So, so by, by nature, there's a deeply unhealthy pressure um, that comes from living life without God that, that just puts a pressure on you that you're not designed to handle. You're designed to understand that life is in his hands and that's the best way to experience our rest. So it's this internal state of being. And, um, and, and that's what we've got to understand that we can't attend it, can't work for it. But there's nothing we can do to make us feel more restful. It's actually a decision that you make. And that's crazy, isn't it? To, to think that it's in your hands and you would think, well, but, well, if rest is a decision, why is it that I find it so hard? And, and this is what you've got to understand is that you need to practice rest. It's actually something that you practice. And you might find at first you're not very good at it. I know for me often on my Sabbath day, I'm feeling like I'm, I've just got so many ideas brewing. And it's taken me a, a time and I'm still working on it to, to go, okay, that's cool. I've got ideas, but I'm not going to dwell on them. I'm not going to action them. I'm just going to let my mind do whatever my mind's doing. I'm not going to think, oh, this will make a great social media post because that's where all my genius comes from. It's on my day of rest. I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. But I'm just learning just to lay down all of that great productive stuff. And I actually have to practice that and discipline uh, myself to do that. So, so rest is a discipline and that discipline starts with one day a week. And I want to encourage you to practice that. If you're a Christian, understand this, um, that the fourth commandment in the Bible is to honor the Sabbath. In fact, really interestingly, the fifth commandment, the sixth commandment, the seventh commandment, it's like don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal. But the fourth commandment that comes up before all of those is honor the Sabbath. So it seems to me that rest is pretty important and it's, it's fascinating to me how many of us are just like okay with breaking it. And uh, honestly, uh, in most of my life, I've been a Sabbath breaker. Uh, it's only recently in the last few years that I feel that, wow, this is so important uh, that we actually do this. But what happens is in that day when we practice rest, what, what it does is it ushers in rest into the rest of our week. So it's not just about the one day. It's actually about every day. There are moments where we breathe. There are moments where we just sit and we just be still and know that he is God, where we just trust him with our business and we trust him with our responsibilities and the people and the projects that we're hoping for. And so uh, the spirit of rest is something that, that you can work from. Um, you work from rest. You know, Okay, okay, God rested on the seventh day, but if you think about it, before creation, what was he doing? He's chilling. He's just chilling out. He's hovering around. You know, he's, he's not doing anything. So, so it's like everything begins and ends with rest, and it's kind of like a a, a cycle, a circle. And and so, what we're going to find is that our best work comes from uh, rest. Um, really interestingly, there's there's all sorts of studies that show that when you when you don't think about something actively the subconscious part of your mind is actually thinking about it. So that's what happens when we rest, when we stop kind of, you know, when you get writer's block and you're just trying to think, oh, I need to think, I'm just going to push through. No, actually what you need to do is go get a walk, um, you know, go go get a drink, go, go outside, just do something else, let your mind kind of churn. So that's why so many of our great ideas come uh, in the shower is because uh, we're not thinking about it actively. And actually, um, really interesting from a health perspective, um, there's two states in your nervous system. Now, I'm going to butcher what they're called, but I think one of them is called the parasympathetic uh, state, something like that. I think the other one's called the sympathetic state. And basically, uh, the two states, what, what I can tell you about them is that 
One is a state of rest. That's just your resting, sort of, you know, you're just chilling, heart rate's normal, digestion is working, you know, like your your body's pretty well connected, right? Everything's connected. And when you get into a, st- a situation that's stressful, high pressured, maybe that's, uh, you know, you get a difficult email, you're in a meeting where the client's freaking out and or, or, or you're in a, 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 an environment where there's physical harm towards you, you know, people are getting rowdy on the train or whatever it is. When you enter into that, 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 that place, a stressful situation, your body enters into the sort of fight, flight, freeze response. And and that's a totally different part of your nervous system. Now, uh, why does your body do that? Well, it's your it's an, enabling you to um, overcome that stressful situation, right? So it shuts down digestion, which is pretty interesting because we're seeing a lot of digestive problems um, in society uh, right now. And uh, I'm not saying all of them are caused by that, but perhaps some of them, the relationship between us living in a place of stress. And so um, it basically changes everything in your body. So you've got this ability to overcome and cope with this immediate threat. Now, what happens is, is that over time, naturally your body will, um, you know, adjust back to that resting state. And that's cool. And that's how your body's supposed to work. But what happens is if you stay in stressful situations, if you're in intensity for too long and you don't have enough time to reset back to your, your resting state in your nervous system, you actually begin to lose the ability to calibrate internally and you're just living with this sort of tense, um, you know, hypervigilance that you are not designed to occupy uh, permanently. And so that creates all sorts of digestive, practical problems uh, that that stress creates in your life. Now, interestingly enough, when we think about the Sabbath, which is 24 hours of stopping, what are you doing? You're allowing yourself to, to enter back into that resting state. So this is not just spiritual. This is deeply practical in your mind, your brain, like the, the way this thing is designed, you're designed to rest. And I can tell you this, that that if you apply these things in your life, you're going to be more productive. You're going to make more money because there's a sort of uh, energy that comes with, with rest, isn't there? When, when people are chill, you just feel it. You feel safety. You feel security. And also you don't feel like they're trying to get something from you. They're trying to take advantage from you. They're coming from a place of confidence and you can feel that in conversations. You can feel that in proposals and it really does open up a lot of things. Um, conversely, the flip side is when we're kind of worried, we're not going to get the project and we're kind of being a bit pushy and we're, when we feel a bit uncertain and people can hear it in our voice. And that's like the worst way to succeed um, in business. You might, you know, strike lucky, but but over the long haul, when it comes to both the success materially, but also internally in your soul, uh, there's no question that rest is not an option. And, and those who who break these principles, eventually the body the body keeps the score and it's going to catch up. So I want to encourage you. One of the things that's quite important for us to do with our businesses is just to try to make them as easy as possible. You know, I think sometimes there's that little thing that we just keep doing when something's broken and we just put up with it. You know, we've got a bin at home at the moment and um, it was one of those like electric sensor ones. And it was awesome, but you know, we've got four kids and, and messing around with it. You, you just wave your hand over it and it would open. So they're just doing this like crazy. And pretty soon it broke and we we're like, no, get it. Because it was quite expensive. So we're, we're living in like denial, you know, because we've still got this bin that we can no longer open very well. It's worse than a normal bin, but we're just putting up with it um, because we're, 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 I don't know why. We're just, we don't want to make our lives easier. And I, I, I see people do this all the time where things become just normal. 
And so in church life, um, there's loads of things that we can do to to just become self-aware again and fix some of those recurring issues. One of those issues is around websites. You know, when you've got a website that is difficult to update, when you've got a website that is not mobile friendly where people can't find what, what they want and you just kind of put up with it, right? Um, well, I want to encourage you to go check out um, something called The Church Co. It's a complete digital platform for your church. You get a website, you get an app, and you get a team to manage everything. And this is super user-friendly, super easy. Easy um, to access, and and I think that that really is um, the undersold aspect of a website, isn't it? You know, you can have a beautiful looking website, but what about for you as the user? How easy it is to update? Well, I want to recommend you go check out the Church Co. Go to thechurchco.com, and uh, you can actually get a discount, a ten percent discount, if you use my name, which is Sats S A T S. Go to thechurchco.com for a ten percent discount. Use the discount code Sats. Well, guys, thanks so much for uh, being a part of today's episode. I appreciate you. Uh, Thanks for listening and uh, allow me just to rabble on a little bit. Um, Why don't you hit subscribe if you haven't already? I'm dropping new episodes every single Tuesday around creating cool stuff, making money, resting and repeating. And uh, I feel like it's going to encourage you. And the other thing you might want to do is actually share this with a friend. You get a friend who's, you know, you kind of know that they're they're burning the candle at both ends and they they need a little bit of help and encouragement or reminder, maybe a wake up call. Well, this could be really helpful uh, for them. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. We'll see you in the next episode.